Africa Climate Podcast. Hello, welcome to another edition of the Africa Climate Podcast, a podcast dedicated to bridging the climate and environmental reporting gaps in Africa. I'm your host, Sophie Mbogwa. Now, before we start today, let me share some great, great news. The Africa Climate News is finally on YouTube. Yes, we premiered last week. Please find the link on this article at www.africaclimatenews.com. I hope you love listening to that video and please do remember to subscribe to our channel. Now, in many African communities, traditional weather forecasting was relied upon to determine when farmers would plant. Still, in many communities, it remains the most accessible and affordable source of weather information. However, recurrent and persistent drought has disrupted the weather patterns in Kenya, rains no longer certain when expected, making uncertain the traditional weather forecasting. Bogwamadu is a 70-year-old mixed farmer from Dumberi town in Kiambo County. Mother says today traditional forecasting has become a big gamble as Kenyan farmers struggle to cope with drought. What has changed? Madhu, who lives about 16 kilometers from Kenya's capital city, explains. Many years back, when I was younger, maybe even as far back as maybe 10, 15, 20 years back, you could be able to tell almost to the day when the rains will come, when they will stop. These days, it's a big, big gamble. And I can tell you, we farmers, it is a, it is a serious problem. Other than looking up at the clouds, there is the general run of things. You've run maybe over several years, it's always rained on the 15th of April. So generally, because of your own experience, you can predict to that extent. Now, the other things that you might wish to consider is, in case it rains, and these insects, these ones who burrow, they come out, you know that rain is going to be, is adequate for planting. Those are some of the signs you could. And uh, in addition also, I remember when I was much younger, there's some birds which invade our farm. They would always invade just before we started planting. And uh, thereafter we planted, they would go in there, start pecking at uh, whatever it is that we are planted. In addition also, there were, you know, little squirrels and others. We'd, we'd tell all these signs, bits and pieces, we put them together. It was interesting that time. But um, what I've observed uh, generally is the unpredictability of the weather. Other than probably uh, reading from the newspapers, magazines, and occasionally getting information from the agricultural officers, there is really not much one can do. We really can't tell what the weather is going to be like, other than merely uh, estimating. Patricia Nyingulo, a climate scientist at the Kenya Meteorological Department Climate Branch, says the Kenya Met has devolved its services to the county levels. Therefore, county officers now localize weather information to suit the needs of the county, diverse stakeholders, including farmers like Mathu. As the Kenya Meteorological Department, one of our main products is weather forecasts, which we do from three hours, um, 18 hours, 12 hours, and even 24 hours. And we also have a weekly forecast, five-day forecast, weekly forecasts, um, and then we go into the longer ones, so the monthly and the seasonal ones. And then beyond that, now we get into the um, climate. So we downscale projections actually because we do not generate our own. So we downscale projections for five years, 30 years onwards. But we also uh, have sections which do applications. So what does the weather forecast mean for agriculture? What does it mean for health, for aviation and for marine? As the 
department we are decentralized so we have county directors in all the 47 counties and when we produce a forecast at the national level they take it and uh, domesticate it they downscale it to their users and uh, so because they have information about what are the drivers of the local weather they are able to then uh, make uh, application for local use as the weather uncertainties persist madhu says this weather information has become very handy up until um, about five years back we started receiving uh, um, sketch information from the Ministry of Agriculture, Met Department, but more recently, especially over the past uh, three years or so, the uh, relay of information, especially through our um, phone and usually the, uh, the WhatsApp app where we connect with the officers, it's been very useful. I personally, I can say confidently, I consult that information possibly on a weekly basis. I certainly read the, um, the information that we get from the Met Department in Kiambu County. I use that every week to plan my farming and my other activities, especially when I'm constructing. But for farms, that has been very, very helpful. I might also mention that uh, among that information, some detailed um, illustrated uh, maps have been uh, sent to us and they have been helpful especially in planning when it's going to rain and when it's not going to rain. I might also mention that uh, you use that same app to connect with the officers to when you have problems with um, pests, you take a photo of the, uh, the leaf and the pest, you send it over to them and uh, within a, when a few minutes, a few hours sometimes, you get information back from the officer. It's been very, very useful. Madhu is not the only one seeking weather information. Felista Mombikemunya, a mother of six from Daroni village in Lemuru sub-county in Kiambu County, says today access to weather information is a demand-driven service. Mombi learned this after attending numerous expeditions. Today, every Tuesday, Mombi receives a message on her phone. The message from Kiambu Metrological Department will be on how the weather will be the coming week. What impacts has this weather text messages had on Mombi's farming? Mombi explains. Yeah, you see, with the information, you are empowered. Because, like now, it has helped me greatly. Because, like now, if you are harvesting, like now we had beans, maize, potatoes. When you are given the information and you are told it is going to rain, or the weather will not be promising for harvesting, you not do that work. So, it helps us to plan for the work you are supposed to do. If you are told it is sunny, now you start possibly preparing the trenches in the farm, cutting the manure. You do the necessary work at the right time. Mm. Being a farmer, and it is about the lane, and I really depend on the lane. I could not see it at the way to be given. It is a demand driven. I go to seek. However, Madhu says on many occasions he finds the detailed weather information complicated to understand. Probably on all occasions. It is so detailed that by the time you get through the first three or four sentences, you really don't know what they are talking about because of the technical terms. And um, I've always said to myself, for farmers like us, we really want just a few words. Is it likely to rain tomorrow or not? Instead of all the description on light rain, delicate rain, what? Just simple explanation. It might rain in the next two or three days. It's good for planting. That kind of statement. I think that's probably a better guide than saying it's going to be this and that. Tell the farmer like me, we think it's going to rain and it's worth risking to plant. That kind of direct information. The agriculture sector or farmers are not the only ones who receive this weather information critical for planning ahead. 
Patricia says funding constraints makes it hard to break down the weather information for diverse stakeholders, as mostly the county meteorological officers are understaffed. One of the biggest challenges we are facing currently is uh, capacity for co-production. In an ideal situation, for all the sectors that are dependent on weather, we'd uh, sit together and have someone from their uh, department and us, and we could produce whether that is directly tailor-made for their users. And we are currently doing that for maybe like two sectors. But the Kenyan uh, economy is full of sectors that are weather dependent, so there's a lot that is missing out. What we do currently is just provide indicative information that they on their own can use. But ideally what we should be able to do if we had the capacity is to co-develop these products so that they are very tailor-made for individual users and their sectoral users. But also funding is a constraint. The county offices are relatively understaffed. In an ideal situation, they'd have more than maybe one or two people, which would make it easier for them to provide this information uh, faster and more efficiently. Now, the Farming Early Warning Systems Network, FuseNet, reports that rainfall deficit during the recent March-April-May 2022 rain season have become the most severe in at least the last 70 years in Ethiopia, Kenya and Somalia. But as global temperatures rise, so does the weather uncertainties, hence the need for timely updated weather information if these farmers are to cope. But Patricia says additional funds are required. What else is required? Here is Patricia again. Additional funding to hire more people would be um, a step in the right direction. And also improving our station network would also um, require improved funding. And I'm also aware that uh, every government has a list of priorities of things that are most important to them. And in a lot of um, countries, particularly in the developing world, climate change is not like the topmost in the agenda. So maybe um, making sure that climate change is given the importance that it actually deserves uh, with respect to the impact that we are already seeing and what projections are showing us will happen in the future is also very important. And that's the work um, of people who are in advocacy, people who are in science, to be able to make sure that the voice of uh, the climate scientists and the impacts are very well captured. And that is all we had for you today. Remember, you can subscribe to or follow the Africa Climate Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and every other channel you listen to your other podcasts from. Now, also, the Africa Climate News is finally on YouTube. We premiered last week. Please do find the link on this particular article. Uh, follow our website, www.africaclimatenews.com, and kindly remember to subscribe to our channel. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you again soon. Kwaheri, for now, my name is Sophie Mbogwa. Africa Climate Podcast.